Welcome to the CISSP Cyber Training Podcast, where we provide you the training and tools you need to pass the CISSP exam the first time. Hi, my name is Sean Gerber, and I'm your host for this action-packed, informative podcast. Join me each week as I provide the information you need to pass the CISSP exam and grow your cybersecurity knowledge. All right, let's get started. Good morning, this is Sean Gerber with CISSP Cyber Training, and today, yes, today is CISSP Cyber Training Thursday, and we're going to be going over questions that are associated with that a podcast that occurred on Monday, and this is going to be going over CISSP questions associated with access controls. Yes, it's going to be riveting, I guarantee you. You will love it, you will enjoy it, and you will be happy that you did it. <laughs> All right, let's get started. So we're going to be going into these discretionary access controls. This is um, Cyber Training Podcast 93, and you're going to be dealing with the various pieces that are associated with these access controls. Okay, question one. Which of the following access control models is primarily based on the subject clearance and the object's classification? A, discretionary access controls. B, mandatory access controls. C, role-based access controls, or D, risk-based access controls. Again, which of the following access controls is primarily based on the subject's clearance and the object's classification? And that is B, mandatory access controls. These are based on clearance levels and security levels users are given. And this is basically optional for objects such as documents and so forth that are provided labels. And if the user's clearance matches or exceeds the object's label, they are gained granted access. Question two, which access control model is access determined by rules that are globally defined by a system administrator? A, discretionary access control. B, mandatory access control. C, RBAC, which is role-based access controls. Or D, rule-based access controls, which is RU-BAC. I know it's a lot of access controls. Again, which access control model is access determined by rules that are globally defined by a system administrator? Oh, wait, that's rule-based access controls. Question or answer D. Question three, a company wants to grant access to its resources based on the department and job responsibilities of an employee. Which access control model is most suitable? Okay, A, DAC, discretionary access control. B, MAC. C, RBAC or D, are you back, which is your rule-based access controls. Again, a company wants to grant access to its resources based on the department and job responsibilities of an employee. Which one would that be? And that would be role-based access controls. Answer C, this is based on a defined roles within an organization and users who are defined, designed to these roles are based on their overall job function. Question four, which model are permissions typically given or denied based on user-defined attributes such as location, time, and type of request? A, attribute-based controls. B, discretionary access controls. C, mandatory access controls. Or D, rule-based access controls. Again, which model or permissions are typically given or denied based on user-defined attributes such as location, time, and type of request? And it is A, attribute-based access controls a back. That is the answer. Question five, which model is designed to evaluate the risk of an access attempt based on dynamic factors? A, role-based access controls. B, mandatory access controls. 
C, risk-based access controls, or D, discretionary access controls. Again, which model is designed to evaluate risk of an access attempt based on dynamic factors? And that would be risk-based access controls. They are real-time and are often based to run on context or environmental factors that allow or deny access based on the overall risk. Question six, which model relies heavily on the discretion of an object owner to grant access? A, mandatory access controls. B, discretionary access controls. C, are back. D, are you back? Okay, which model relies heavily on the discretion of the object owner to grant access? And the answer is B, discretionary access controls. They determine who will have access to the resources, typically using access control lists, which you will see with firewalls. That is the answer. Question of six is answer is B, DAC. Question seven, which of the following access control models can clearance levels include top secret, secret, and confidential? In which access control model can a clearance include top secret, secret, and confidential? A, DAC. B, RBAC. C, MAC. Or D, RUBAC. Again, which model can include top secret, secret, and confidential? And the answer is C, MAC. Mandatory access controls are security labels and clearances often used in government or military environments. Question eight. A company wants to combine multiple access control models to develop a layered security approach. This is a characteristic of hybrid access, access controls. B would be RUBAC, C is MAC, or D is ABAC, attribute-based access controls. So a company wants to combine multiple access control models to develop a layered security approach. And this would be A, hybrid access controls. These are used for multiple controls to suit specific organizational needs. Question nine, which model would a read-only attribute be most directly associated with an object? A, discretionary access controls. B, mandatory access controls. C, ABAC or D, RBAC. Again, which model would read-only attribute be the most directly associated with an object? Read-only attribute most directly associated with an object. And the answer is A, discretionary access control. This allows owners to specifically exact the put in place the specific exact permissions needed for an individual users or groups using access control lists. Again, read-only attribute would be tied to a discretionary access control. Question 10, a security system prompts an additional authentication if a user logs in outside of business hours. This is an example of A, RBAC, C, DAC, or B, DAC, C, RISPAC, or D, ABAC. Additional authentication if it's outside business hours. And the answer is D, ABAC. ABAC can be used environmental attributes like time of day and other aspects to ensure that you have access and that's an attribute based access controls question 11 a firewall that blocks or allows users traffic based on port number is using which type of access control model a are back c are you back or b are you back c a back or d mac a firewall that blocks or allows traffic based on a port number is using which type of access control model? And the answer is risk-based. I should say rule-based. That's B, are you back? Are you back is it sets predefined rules to allow or deny access, much like a firewall rule. Question 12, 
which acts as control model, can become highly complex as more attributes are considered for decision making. A, RBAC, B, MAC, C, DAC, or D, ABAC. Again, which access control model can become highly complex as more attributes are considered for decision making? And the answer is D, ABAC. ABAC's flexibility and use for multiple attributes can lead to increased complexity. And again, that is the answer to question 12. Question 13, which access control model emphasizes the separation of duties, or SOD, by assigning users to predefined roles? A, RBAC. C, are you back? Or B, are you back? C, MAC, D, DAC. Again, which access control model emphasizes separation of duties by assigning users to predefined roles? And the answer is A, RBAC, role-based access controls are ensuring duties are segregated and separated by reducing the risk of unauthorized or malicious actions. Question 14, if an organization wanted to restrict access based on a user's project team, and tasks within that team, which model would be best? A, attribute-based access controls. B, role-based access controls. C, discretionary access controls. Or D, mandatory access controls. Again, organization wants to restrict access based on the user's project team and the task within the team. And it would be A, attribute-based access controls are more suitable for such a specific and dynamic access decisions. The last melon, the last question, which access control model is most likely to use an access matrix for decisions? A, DAC. B, are you back? C, MAC or D, ABAC. Again, which access control model is most likely to use an access matrix for decisions? And the answer is A, DAC. Discretionary access controls define the rights of each subject over different objects. So the answer is A, DAC. All right. I hope you all have a wonderful day. We are just excited here at CISSP Cyber Training to help give you all the information you need to pass the CISSP exam. I guarantee you go to CISSP Cyber Training. You'll have access to these videos. You'll have access to my content. I guarantee you, you will pass the CISSP if you follow the, the blueprint that's outlined at the CISSP Cyber Training. You'll follow it. If you follow it, you'll pass it. It's, it's that guaranteed, but you got to follow it. If you don't follow it, eh, then all bets are off. But if you follow it, you will pass. All right, have a wonderful, wonderful day, and we will catch you on the flip side. See ya. Thanks so much for listening today, as it was my pleasure to prep you for the CISSP exam. But are you interested in some free CISSP exam questions? Head on over to CISSPQuestions.com and sign up to join my email list and you will gain access to 30 free CISSP questions each and every month. That's a total of 360 questions just for signing up with CISSP Cyber Training. You will also gain access to other free resources, so just head on over to FreeCISSPQuestions.com or CISSPCyberTraining.com and sign up today. All right, have a wonderful day, and we'll catch you on the flip side. See you.